Okay, this is the most important. We have two more messages in the series. This is the most important message in the series. This is it today. And the title of this message is, Worship is an Encounter with God. Worship is an encounter with God. Now, look at Exodus 25, all right? Exodus 25, verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they may bring me an offering. From everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. And then look at verse 8. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. This is what we're going to give an offering for next week, is to build another sanctuary so that God can come and meet with people. And then look at verse 22, and just the first part of it. And there, in this sanctuary, in this tabernacle, there I will meet with you and I will speak with you. Two phrases, I will meet with you and I will speak with you. I want to talk about those two. Here's, here's number one. Number one, I will meet with you. I will meet with you. This tabernacle they were building was called the Tabernacle of Meeting. The Tabernacle of Meeting. That's what it was called. And it was called that because it was a place where God met with His people. And He wanted to meet with His people. And He wanted to have a place where He could meet with and speak with His people. Now, when I was preparing this message, the Lord gave me these two points. I will meet with and I will speak with. And I started, when I started writing, I started getting a lot of revelation about I will speak with. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But when I finished writing that point, I got to, okay, I will meet with. And I was just blank. And I thought to myself, there's, there's no difference. I'm in trouble. I've, I've formed two points here and there's no difference. I will speak with them as the same thing as I will meet with them. But as I started looking at it, it's not the same thing. Because, here's why, listen to me, you can speak with someone and not meet with them. You can send a, an email. You can write a letter. Uh, you can send a text message, if you're my daughter, about 2500 a month. Um, you, you can communicate through someone else, and you say, well, in the Bible, they didn't have that. They did. They had messengers. You could send a messenger. You could write a letter in the Bible. Uh, you could, uh, God could speak to people through prophets. Many, many times, God said to a prophet, go tell them this. So he didn't meet with them. He sent someone to speak with them. And the person told them a message from God, but God wasn't there. So there's a difference. In one time, he wrote on the wall. He had a hand up here and wrote a message on the wall, but he wasn't there. So what is the difference? So you can speak with people without meeting with them. So why does God want to meet with us? Well, flip back to the left just a little bit to Genesis chapter 28. In Genesis 28, this is the scripture that the Lord gave me when I planted the church for the name of the church. Now, he gave me some other scriptures for the vision of the church. But this is a scripture that he gave me for the name of the church. And it's behind the beyond um, thing that's behind me. This, I don't know what you call that, a sign or artwork. or You don't know either, do you? You're just looking at me blankly. I'm looking for some help here, Pastor Preston. What do you call that? You don't know. <laughs> You're no help. You're no help. Just so. All right. Anyway, behind that thing is uh, a scripture. So look at Genesis 28, verse 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate, or the New Living Translation says, gateway of heaven. Now, 
when I read that scripture, I, I notice something about the first statement that jumps off the page at me, and that's because um, grammatically it doesn't seem correct. And you, you, some of you noticed it, but some of you might not. In the other services, I actually asked, how many people notice it? And there's about three of us weirdos, you know, in the whole church that notice it. What you notice about the first statement that jumps off the page, if you think in these terms, is that it begins in the present tense and ends in the past tense. And I'm not saying it's incorrect. It's, it's completely correct. But it makes me wonder why he said it that way. For instance, he says, surely the Lord is, is in this place, and I did not know it. You would think he would say, surely the Lord was in this place, and I didn't know it. Or surely the Lord is in this place, and I, don't, I do not know it. You understand? You keep the same tense. But I think he said exactly what he wanted to say. What he said was, surely the Lord is in this place. The presence of God is here. And I didn't know it, but I do now. I didn't understand it, but I do now. He was actually having a dream, and he awoke from his dream, and he understood that God was talking with him, speaking with him in the dream. But when he woke up, he knew the presence of God was still there. He didn't understand in the dream, but now he understood God's here. God is wanting to meet with me. So why am I making a big deal out of this? Why is it important that God meets with us? Here's why. Because in a meeting, there can be an exchange. In a meeting, it can be personal. A letter, uh, an email, sometimes you get it. You ever gotten an email and you read something and you thought, I wonder what he meant by that. But if you were there in person, you could see the expression on his face when he said it. You could ask him. You could talk to him about it. It's more personal in a meeting. God wants to be personal with his people. He, in a meeting, you can hold someone. In a meeting, you can give them a hug. In a meeting, you can shake their hand. But not in a letter. So God wants to meet with people because He wants to have a personal encounter with you. And in that encounter, there is an exchange. God wanted to meet with Jacob because He wanted to take something from him and give something to him. Now listen to me very carefully because when I say take something, we we kind of think, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to meet with God if He wants to take something from me. Well, let's look at what He took from Jacob. You understand what Jacob's doing right now? He's running for his life. He's running for his life. He has just lied, been manipulative and deceptive, and stolen his brother's birthright. And his brother told his mother, I'm going to kill him. When I see him, I'm going to kill him. Now, it wouldn't be that uh, big of a deal if your brother said that, uh, you know, if your brother was a, a school teacher. Uh, you know, or if your brother, you know, uh, was an artist or something, you know. But his brother wasn't. His brother was a hunter. And his brother was very, very skilled. This is what the Bible tells us. At tracking wild animals and killing them. Now, the wild is the key word there. It, he wasn't trained at tracking cows. <laughs> They're not that hard to sneak up on and kill. He was trained at tracking animals that knew how to evade humans. And if he could track an animal, he could track a human. So he says, I'm going to kill him. So Jacob leaves. And God meets with him. You want to know why? Because speaking with him is not enough. He said, I've got to meet with him because if I meet with him, I can have an exchange. I can take his fear and give him peace. This is what my burden is for worship. I think many of you are attending church and not worshiping. Because, listen to me carefully, 
if you attend church and don't have an encounter with God, you didn't worship. You attended, but you didn't worship. And I'm glad you attended, but you're still not worshiping. Worship is when you meet with God. Worship, God wants to come to a place with you where you give Him your fear, your worry, your anxiety, your stress, and you receive from Him love, peace, joy, goodness, meekness, temperance, faith, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Would that, would that be okay? Would it be okay to come to church with fear and leave with peace? Would it be okay to come to church discouraged and leave encouraged? Would it be okay to come to church sick and leave healed? Would it be okay to come to church bound and leave free? You know, y'all, I'm not on the video. You, I, you can talk back. Okay? You do know I'm talking to you, right? Okay, I'm here talking to you. All right. And I do want you, when I'm on the video, to talk back too, because I stand in the back sometimes and watch you to see if you do it, by the way. This is what church is about. Meeting, meeting. I want you got to catch this. Meeting with God, a personal meeting. God wants to meet with His people, and then He says, "This, this is the present. This is the house of God. What, what made this the house of God? The presence of God." L- listen to me. There are some churches that should not call themselves a house of God because God's not there. He doesn't live there. He doesn't dwell there. He doesn't manifest His presence there. The thing that makes it church is the presence of God is there. So He says, I want to meet with you. All right, here's the second thing He says. I want to speak with you. I will speak with you. Now, again, uh, grammatically, there's a word that jumps out in this phrase to me. And it's probably the word that you wouldn't pick to jump out to me when I'm reading the Bible. It's the word with. God didn't say, this, this makes me feel good. God didn't say, I will speak about you. He didn't say, I will speak above you. I will speak over you, where you can't understand what I'm saying, because I'm so great and you're so low. He didn't say, I will speak around you. He didn't say, I will speak behind you. And, get this, He didn't even say, I will speak to you. Which, it involves that. But here's what gets me so excited about this. He said, I want to speak with you. In other words, I want to hear you too. I want you to talk to me, and I want to talk to you. I want to have a conversation with you. I want to have a connection with you. I want to meet with you, and I want to speak with you. I want us to talk to each other. And because of grace, you need to understand this, because of grace, you can tell God anything. Did you know that? You can tell God your fears. You can tell God your worries. You can tell God the things you're mad about. I just want you to know something. You can say to God, I'm mad about this. It will not threaten his masculinity at all. (laughs) Not at all. You say anything you want to to him. And you can, here's another thing, you can tell him your worst sins. I've told God some pretty bad sins. I mean some really bad sins. And I've never had God go, (gasps) You did that? We're going to have to reassess our relationship. Because I didn't know that you did that. No, not only did he know, but that was nailed to the cross. So I can talk to him about anything. Isn't this good news? God wants to meet with and speak with you. 
He wants to have a conversation with you. Now, flip back to Exodus 25. And let me just show you the scriptures we read and add one scripture to it so you understand something, all right? Exodus 25, verse 8. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. I want you to remember the word among. He made a sanctuary, a tabernacle in the Old Testament, that he could dwell among them. According to all that I show you, that is the pattern. We didn't read this scripture a moment ago. Notice the word pattern. The pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of its furnishings, just so shall you make it. And then verse 22, there, there, I will meet with you and I will speak to you. Now, look at, now, you, you don't have to turn to it, but let me just show you this scripture. Hebrews 8 verse 5 says, these priests serve the copy, the copy and the shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle, this is referring to Exodus 25, for he, God said, see that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Okay. God said, I'm going to make a, a, a tabernacle on earth, a place where I will dwell. I will live there. I'm going to live there. And there I will speak with you, and there I will meet with you. And then the New Testament says, oh, y'all remember that tabernacle in the Old Testament? It was just a copy. It, it's not the real tabernacle. It's just a copy. It's a shadow of something to come. Well... Wouldn't it be great if we still had that tabernacle? I mean, wouldn't it be great if there was a place where God lived, dwelt, where God lived on the earth, and we could go there and meet with Him and speak with Him? Wouldn't that be great? Yet we find out that's just a copy. So I wonder what the real tabernacle is. You know, you want to know what the real tabernacle is? Do you remember uh, a few weeks ago in this series I preached a message called "What's God's Plan"? And we, we went through all these scriptures in the Bible. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. Okay, let me show you one of those scriptures and see if you can figure out what the real tabernacle is, the real temple, because that one was just a copy. All right? 2 Corinthians 6.16 says, For you are the temple of the living God. Unbelievable verse right there. As God has said, I will dwell... What's the next word? Oh, he's not going to dwell among us anymore? <laughs> Remember, he, the old tabernacle, he said, build it so I can dwell among them. Now he said, I'm going to dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And then when I showed you all those scriptures, I will be their God and they shall be my people. There was one scripture that I didn't show you. And I don't know why. Back then, I didn't know why. I did not know why I felt led to take it out. And it's the last one in the Bible. For some reason, I thought, I'm I just not supposed to show them that scripture. Now I know. Because it ties in with this. So, let me show you the last time he says, they will be my people, and I will be their God. Watch Revelation 21.2. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Who's the bride? We are. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. God wants to meet with you and speak with you. But do you know where he lives now? Here's, here's what Colossians says. He dwells, Christ 
dwells in our hearts by faith. Now, if I told you that through my high and illustrious position as the pastor of this church, I have pulled some strings and arranged for all of you to have a personal meeting with God. For some of you, I had to call in some favors. (laughs) But I have arranged through my high position for all of you to be able to have a personal meeting with God. And God has agreed in this meeting that you can ask Him or speak with Him, tell Him anything you want to with no fear of repercussion. No repercussion. You can tell him anything about yourself, about your past, about what you, about your thoughts. You can tell him anything, or you can ask him any question you want to ask him. Any question at all. And in this meeting, he suggested, this wasn't my, I just asked if he would meet with you, but he suggested, he said, okay, but here's something else I want to do. In the meeting, I want to make an exchange with them. I want to take away all of their fear, all of their worry, and all of their anxiety, and all of their stress. All of it. And instead, I'm going to give them my peace, and I'm going to give them supernatural joy. So, I want you to know, all of you here know, I have arranged this through my very high, important position with God. That you can have a meeting with God, and you can ask Him or tell Him anything, and in the meeting, He's going to take away all of your fear and worry, and He's going to give you His peace and joy. Now, if I told you that I'd arranged that, how many of you would go to the meeting? Can I see your hand? Okay. Someone, I know this will be hard to believe, but someone higher than I, (laughs) with a higher position than I have, has arranged it. And it cost him his life. But through his sacrifice, you can have a personal meeting with God. And you can ask him anything you want to ask him, and you can tell him anything you want to tell him. And he won't get mad at you. And you can give him all of your stress and all of your fears. And you can receive his peace and joy. Now, here's my concern as a pastor. My concern is that many of you aren't going to the meetings. Many of you attend church, but you don't go to the meeting. Church is a personal meeting with God. And not just when we gather together. Because remember, God dwells in here. You can do it any time. You can do it in the morning. You can have a personal meeting with God. You can do it when you're in your car. You can have a personal meeting with God. Worship is an encounter with God. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Through this message, what's God saying to you? Take a moment and think about it. When you come to church, do you just kind of stand there and kind of endure the song service? Or do you meet with God? Do you sing, but do you not really allow your heart and your mind to be focused on God? Are you having a meeting with God? Do you meet with God in the morning? 
Do you meet with God throughout the day? Do you meet with God? Are you, having, are you giving God an opportunity to meet with and to speak with you? That's what He wants to do. Those two things. He wants to meet with and He wants to speak with you. If you're here today and you're going through a difficulty, we want to pray for you. If you're here today and you don't know if you died, you'd go to heaven. We want to pray for you. We want to minister to you. If you're here today and you're a strong believer, but you're having a difficulty in your family, we want to meet with you. We want to talk with you. We want to pray with you. We want to help you. In just a moment, we're going to stand. And when we stand, we're going to have one more worship song. A worship song. A time to meet with God and speak with God. During that song, we're going to have leaders here at the altar. If you have a need and you need someone to pray with you, if you don't know if you died, you'd go to heaven. If you would consider yourself the prodigal God, the prodigal son, and you're away from God and you need to come home, if that's you, or if you're a believer and you're really walking with God, but you're going through some things right now and you need someone to pray with you, we want to pray with you. We want to help you. So I'm going to pray. After I pray, we'll stand. As soon as we stand up, then you just step out and come. Make up your mind right now. Don't listen to the devil. As soon as we stand up, you're going to just stand up and step out and come. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would draw every person who needs prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.